Þorbjörnsson, Valbert skorar! Welcome back to another episode of the Best of Pod Ever. We are well past the halfway point in the season now, and yeah, it's it's been a while since we've uh, hopped on for an episode to record. So, Trigby, how are things going over there in uh, in Copenhagen? Yeah, things are good. I'm really happy to be back. Oh, oh that was. A <laughs> I'm watching the the Stjarnan F from game. That was a big chance there from Stjarnan. Yes, I have it. I have it on as well. We're um, we're doing things a little bit different this episode. We've got uh, the 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 game on in the background as we're as we're recording this. So we might bring you some live updates here. Stjarnan, of course, now without uh, Isak Andri who has made a move to Nor Shopping. We'll get into that a little later. But uh, both teams definitely. Looking for the points here. Stjarnan can jump up into fifth place. Fifth place. I can't believe I'm saying that after the start they had to their season. <laughs> but uh, they can they can jump up into fifth place with the win. Or from uh, could close the gap to Stjarnan to within a single point. So yeah, bit of a bit of an exciting game. And um, I didn't. I haven't actually had a chance to check the starting lineups. But uh, is is our man is our man Fredgy? Is he starting? Yeah, he's back from suspension, so that's uh, that's that's good for From. Uh, I could see they rotated a little bit, so uh, they haven't had the best form recently. The last three game, home games that Stjarnan has has been wins over uh, FV Valur and Kawa, I think, without conceding. And From has only won has lost seven out of its eight away games. So this is going to be a tough match for our friend. Yeah, but hopefully, by the time he listens to this, he will be uh, enjoying. <laughs> for his sake we've, let's let, we're, we're from supporters tonight <laughs> that's right well oh yeah hopefully it goes well we'll, we'll kind of keep everybody updated and what happens but uh, as that's going on in the background we have a lot to catch up on like i said it's been uh, a while since we've hopped on a on an episode you've been traveling i've been traveling both of our schedules just just didn't work out so here we are i think to kind of start things out we'll um Instead of going through all the results from the past month or so, we're kind of going to go team by team and just discuss where everybody's at and what's been going on. And so we'll we'll go ahead and start with uh, Bradablick actually, because they yesterday played uh, Champions League in the second round, and we actually have a special episode, a bonus episode for you with our friend Henry, who's uh, a Danish football expert. He's got a a great podcast himself. You can go check that out. We had a little chat with him this morning about the the game yesterday and the tie overall. Uh, it's it's pretty short, but it was good. So definitely look for that in your feed. It's up now and available. So go take a listen to that. But yeah, Trigby Bradablick, they are really on a, a really good winning streak in the European campaign, minus the result from yesterday. <laughs> uh, they they lost two nothing at home to FC Copenhagen. So 
what yeah give give us your give us your take on Bradablick right now how are how are they doing yeah i mean they're on a they're just sort of on a roll let's see how this loss uh, impacts them they even moved the game at some point in the last few weeks because they said like the manager came out and said like we're used to playing friday or tuesday saturday i can't remember exactly the schedule yeah so he moved the game to sort of keep that rhythm play every three days and i mean it's been working for them they end up until this game so let's see what happens especially if there's another loss in denmark in next week but now they're keeping up the pressure to leaking good but uh, I think they can be a bit disappointed not to have at least scored a goal and taken some something to Denmark. Yeah. One thing that I failed to mention when we were talking with Henry, you know, we, we brought up the stats briefly, but really overall, you know, Bradeblick actually, Bradeblick went toe to toe with them for, for quite some time. And, and I think, again, it's really been an impressive campaign. They became the first team to progress past the first qualifying round after being a team in the preliminary round. So they had to get past the little mini tournament, kind of discussed this, I think, on our last episode. They beat Trepene, then they beat uh, Budoknost to get into the first qualifying round, and then they were matched up with, uh, was it the New Saints? Shamrock Rovers. Shamrock Rovers, thank you. Yeah, they did well to, to get past them. Uh, it felt really easy to me, actually. <laughs> I don't feel like Shamrock really put up much of a fight, to be honest, and Bradeblick's been playing really good uh, of, of late, both in the league and also in their European qualifying campaign. So, you know, they took that form into the game yesterday and obviously FC Copenhagen is a step above any team that they've played to this point in time. But um, yeah, they, they did really well. So I think uh, an exciting second leg to look forward to and you're actually going to be there. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take over the, the, the Twitter and send some pictures and videos and then hopefully we can do a, I'm actually, I'm going with friend of the pod, another friend of the pod, Audrey, so hopefully we can send you some uh, reactions from the game and it's hopefully ho- hopefully it's a bit more exciting than uh, the last time I went to see an Icelandic team at Parken, which was FCK against Stjartan I think that was 5-0 FCK <laughs> I went with my, uh, my, my nephew who's a big Stjartan fan and that was, I don't think it was too, too fun for him there yeah, yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> well, yeah, I do hope it's a good experience, and and it's exciting that you get to go with Ori. And uh, yeah, I guess in terms of the league for for Bradeblick, they have won three in a row. They they did have a loss in there. Uh, that was back. Um, Wasn't that Haukau? Haukau, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the bogey team this year. Yeah, seriously, uh, which was. Which was a wild result, uh, one of several that have happened in, in the last month or so. But, you know, they're, they're kind of keeping within touching distance. They're two points behind Valor and, what, uh, eight points behind Vikinger. Uh, everybody's played 16 games of those three to this point in time. So what do you think? Do you think the there's any chance of a title for them this, this season? Or, I mean, we're, we're starting to get to the tail end here. Yeah, I mean, if this was a, a season from two or three years ago, then no, uh, it's they're not gonna they they wouldn't catch that in in twenty two games. But I mean, with this split that's coming up, there's a tr- transfer window now, which we'll talk about in a bit. So you never know if if they can strengthen and if they can uh, take the positives out of a European run. Even if they lose lose out to Efico, they they still have a second and third shot uh, after that. So. Yeah, you know, if if they can keep uh, within a touching range from Viking Good and Valor uh, as as we go into the the championship round or whatever it's called, uh, then maybe because it's going to be tough. It's going to be only against big teams, and I think form will be very important. It's very easy to lose two in a row uh, because you're playing the best teams. 
Yeah. To be honest, I was I, I kind of had blanked that they were that far behind. I knew they were I knew they were a bit behind. I didn't think they were two or three points behind, but eight points is is uh, a. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were I thought they were a little bit a few points closer than that, but yeah. Yeah, that is a little bit of a gap, and and I think I think that's going to be tough now that the Viking is out of Europe, which uh, we'll talk about here in in, in just a second, but. Um, just kind of finally on, on Breda Blake. So they're coming off a 3-1 win against E.B. Buff uh, in this last match day. But the, 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 on week 15, the, the match day before that, they scraped a, a one nothing win away from home against Fromm. Uh, and, and in that game, Fromm was down to 10 men. But it, it felt very tough for Breda Blake. Any, any thoughts on, on that, uh, that that you want to add in there? Yeah, I, I was watching that game, and to be honest, if they'd equalized there towards the end, it would have been crazy. I think they were, they didn't have a lot of chances, but you know they had a few in, towards the end, and even Oscar, the manager, came out and said that you know they had a few punches in the end. Also, because Bradley brought on you know the the big boys, gave them the last half an hour or twenty minutes, so you would have expected okay, they're bringing on some of the guys they rested for Europe and. Now they're going to finish this game off, and it just never happened. You know, the defense held, and even, yeah, like you said, even after going 10 men, uh, Fram just held held them off, and it was not the greatest. I think if if, if they'd also struggled against Ipivaf and then lost against Eftiko, maybe we'd be telling a different story. But yeah, it wasn't the most impressive thing I'd ever seen. But at the same time, they are going through a game every three, four days, Sometimes you just need a one nil win away. Yeah, and that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, and and you know it turns out to be a good cookie because you just want the points. <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. They um so Bradeblick has Stjarnan next in the league. Uh, I believe that game is Friday, and then uh, and then actually they play Cower a week after that. So your team coming up, maybe they can <laughs> get get a win there. All right, um, let's move on to Vikinger who have had just a really weird month. Like, explain what, what we mean by that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just us that's taking a break. The, <laughs> the league is also, you know, with the U19 championships, the Euros, where Stjartan lost, you know, two-thirds of their team and Kawa lost two players. So some teams just asked for delays in, in, the, in the match program. So it's meant that teams like Vikingo haven't really played very much. Uh, Vikingo will only play three matches in the league in July. I don't think they have that many games towards the end of June either. So it's yeah, it's it's with the loss again in in Europe with Riga, where they I think felt a bit hard done by in the in the home return leg. I think there were some people were a bit upset at some refereeing decisions, but you know, they won that game one 0 But it wasn't enough to overturn that first leg, uh, which yeah, I, I couldn't see the whole game, but from the highlights, it wasn't the most impressive goals to concede. Yeah, yeah, if they'd. Slipped up a few times in the league. It could have been a bit of an odd, an odd time period for them to have, you know, a loss in Europe and then also not really playing and then you know coming rusty against some teams. But they just seem to, <laughs> just they don't they don't really seem to miss a step. Uh, it's a, I think uh, the manager really has to be given credit for that. Um, he's he it seems like he runs a very tight ship. I don't want to speak badly about the ones in the bottom half, but it seems like the ones in the top top three four places they all have managers who don't um tolerate any slacking mm-hmm. I, would, I would assume yeah did the result against riga surprise you i mean it, it for me it it did actually i i expected a little bit more uh from from vikinger considering i think the form that they've had in in the league and just you know how defensively sound they've really felt like all season 
you know, Riga kind of came in and it was like easy for them, uh, which surprised me a little bit. Um, I mean, easy, it's never easy, but, you know, I, I thought Vikinger would, would put up a little more of a, of a fight and maybe it's not too surprising because they have had some struggles scoring goals, which I think maybe came back to bite them. Um, you know, they haven't scored too many this season. They're definitely not racking up high score lines, but, um, you know, maybe that came back to bite them in the butt a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's always a bit hard when they play teams like this, uh, that I honestly just don't know too much about. Like it's a team that there was a lot of talk. And yeah, uh, did you see the, the goal from in the game? Starting, starting goal. <laughs> Stjernan with a, a bit of a deflection, but uh, they've been pretty putting up a lot of pressure in this game. So it's uh, was that eager? Yeah, I get to score that goal. So it's uh, we'll we'll touch up on him in a bit. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it, it's it's hard to judge a thing like this. There's a lot of talk before the game that um, Riga has you know has been buying players for half a million or a million euros or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly exactly the values, but either way, you know transfer sums that Icelandic clubs aren't, can't even dream about yeah. uh, receiving. Maybe maybe, maybe they may be receiving, but never paying those sort of sums. So there was a lot of talk about that. Okay, they are, you know, they are a bigger team in, in terms of infrastructure and money and stuff. So like a lot of the talk coming out of the Vikinger camp was that oh, we'll have to have a really good game against them. And But to be honest, all of the managers are sort of saying that. <laughs> even Kaua and Bredeblik and... And uh, but it turns out Viking good weren't uh, weren't up for that particular game. But I mean they played much better in the second half in the second game. Sorry. Yeah. So it wasn't. I don't think it was a team that they had no chance against. So yeah, I think they'll definitely look back at this with some disappointment. You know, not scoring in in in, in Latvia and then going out like that with only needing one more goal at home. I think they'll be disappointed. Right. Right. Well, hopefully too they'll you know they'll learn from this if they do go on to win the league. They can apply some of these, uh, some of this hard lesson to their campaign next year, and uh, you know maybe they'll make some make some more more waves here. Their last game was against Cowher, and I know you and I were both trying to figure out a way to watch this game because for whatever reason one football didn't have it. Uh, but uh, they they got a two two one win. Any any words on that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was disappointing as a Cowher fan to to lose that for sure. Um, I think it's. The first goal, I don't know if you've seen seen the goals, but the, the first goal was very disappointing because it was the Siemens, the goalkeeper. He made a, a pretty bad error with, with his feet there. He couldn't get the ball away from Helge Gudansson, the striker, and who just stole it off him, which is disappointing as he's just had a, an amazing game against, you know, two amazing games, to be honest, them, the goalkeeper. So it, it was disappointing to uh, start the game like that, and then they could never really catch up. And then Aaron Ellis, the new signing, scored as well from from a header, from from a goal, goal, from a corner. Scored a <laughs> headed goal from a corner. There you go. For Vikinger, yeah. Uh, for Vikinger, exactly, yeah. And he's a huge signing. He's uh, he's he's not even thirty, right? He's twenty nine or something like that. Maybe just turned thirty. Uh, coming from the Danish Superliga, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a huge signing for for some anyone in Vestilden, and especially for Vikinger to short an already pretty strong midfield to bring in someone like that is is pretty crazy so and they'll be disappointed not to be able to use him in Europe this season but uh no it was a it was a you know very professional win that a potential banana skin because Coward hadn't lost since May I think um so it's it was a impressive result from Vikingood 
including a uh, a one nil win over over FAL the week before, <laughs> which is uh, I don't know how much we want to go into that. And I, there's been so many games that I've watched, I can hardly remember <laughs> hardly remember it. Anyways, I think I think Vikinger can now kind of focus on the league, and and at this point, you know, now that they're out of Europe, I'd I'd be really surprised if they lost the league at this point. I mean, it would I think it would take something massive. So I think you know. Obviously, it's not a, a locked-in thing, but I think there's a real sure or high high chance that the the league is going to be there. So, for sure, I think it's a, it would be a huge upset if they managed to lose this. But yeah, it's there's still quite a lot of games left. Um, this so is true. This is true. We'll see. And they they still have to play the two teams right below them again. So Valor and Bradeblick, they still have to play them a second time, I believe. Uh, hmm. So let's talk about Valor to kind of round out the. The top three, uh, the quote-unquote title challengers. So, yeah, Valor's actually in second place. They're uh, two points ahead of Bradeblick on 35, just six back from Vikinger. They've also been in in pretty decent form, but once again, Stjarnin kind of playing spoiler. They uh, they lost to Stjarnin in week 15, two to nothing. I'm not honestly sure that that was a result that a lot of people maybe were expecting, and and um, I had this game on. Uh, and Stjarnin just looked like a team renewed. I mean, it was it was incredible, and, and Valor just couldn't seem to to really get anything going. It was it was a bit surprising. Um, I don't I don't know if you had a chance to catch any of the game, but uh, you know, up to that point, they were pretty impressive. And then yeah, they just really I mean, as as we have here in the notes, just really lethargic against Stjarnin. Yeah, no, I saw I saw that. I don't remember. I saw the whole game, but I saw the I definitely. I definitely saw the, the the gist of it. It's yeah, it wasn't not much happening from Valor. It they got frustrated as well. They there's a few challenges where I thought maybe they not a direct card, direct red, but it could have been a few few yellows more. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, they were very frustrated and very upset that this was not really going their way. Because uh, yeah, things have been going pretty much their way since um, you know for the last few weeks it's since the end of May when they beat Vikingur. They've they you know they drew against FO, but then you know they've had a, this run of games where it's it's not easy teams by any stretch, but you know wins against Haukau, Ibeva, Filkir, and Fram, with only Stjarnan being uh, the the thing that's ruined their run there. Right. So I think uh, I think they were disappointed not to keep up this this quite impressive run. So because now they have some sort of to end to finish the normal season, they have they still have to play Kauer, Kaua, Vikingur, FO. Um, so it's it's going to be a bit more of a challenge these next uh, six six games. Yep. But yeah, it was not a not a good. <laughs> that was not a good, but an equally quite very nice performance from Sjartan. They completely it wasn't like Valer were just terrible. It was also just Sjartan just didn't let them have the ball. They didn't let them have any space. They just uh, completely dominated that match. Yeah, yeah, really good result from Starnin. Um For for going back to Valor, so they you know they had that loss and then the. Last last match day they played from and uh, only only were able to eke out a one nil win. So, you know, again, just kind of not the not the greatest performance. And to be fair, you know, they've been they've been flying pretty high, pretty much all season. And so I think it's maybe not unsurprising that they've hit a little bit of a a bump in the road per se. Um, but but even so, they managed to get the win. Might not have been the flashiest, but they were able to grind out the result against against a Fromm side that is in desperate need of points. And and uh, you know I think some of their score lines have have shown that. But 
yeah, for 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 Valor, I would expect you know things to hopefully pick pick back up again. Uh, they actually play you next. They play Gower here what on the over the weekend, I believe. So that'll be that'll be an exciting game. That's a that's a top four matchup. Uh, Valor's in second, Cowers in fourth, uh, which we'll we'll get to them in a, in a second. But um, that's that's kind of it for Valor. Uh, you know, no European campaign, so they can really just focus on the league, and I think that's helping them. And uh, you know, we're we're again we're in the middle of the season, we're we're in the slog, and so it's not horribly unsurprising that maybe there's some results that are kind of just look at and you're like mm, I bet if this game was a month or two earlier it wouldn't have been the same result <laughs> yeah they're out of Europe and they're also out of the cup so it's uh, it's, it's this is all they have to focus on and it's yeah I would be a bit disappointed if, if I was Valor and saw that and, you know they're trailing Beacon good by six points that's only two games you know things things can change but it's um, for a team that's this expensively assembled and with you know some national team players from the US and Iceland and it's a lot of experience. <laughs> I think they, they'll be hoping to uh, put a bit of pressure on Viking towards the end. Yeah, for sure. Especially with, you know, Adam Paulson being the top scoring midfielder in the in the league, at least last time I checked anyways, that, that may have changed after the last match day. But yeah, you know, they, they definitely have the offensive firepower. They just, they'll just need to, to find their groove again. Mm. All right, let's move on to Cowder and, and FAO. We'll we'll start with um, let's start with Cower. Let's start with Cower. So give give us a wrap. Give us the give us the rundown. Yeah, no, like I said, it's it was a very impressive uh, sort of back to back results. I think uh, no, sorry, not back to back results. Just uh, it was mostly just the, the the FL results. I thought it was thought there was another game in between there. I, I, like you said, I've watched a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> they sort of blended to one a little bit. Yeah. No, it's it's been a good it's been a good run. Uh, maybe you know they. They had a draw against uh, Hauko right before FL, and then mm-hmm. you know they beat Keplavik before that. So they, you know, they were gathering some points, maybe not as many as they wanted to. And then they faced FO there in a battle for fourth. And yeah, I mean, we can we can touch on the FL side as well a bit later. I think it was a very tight game, and it, it could have it could have easily gone either way. But that was a huge win, and you know the goalie Simon Kjellevalt was was absolute, was man of the match. You know, saving a penalty and. Yeah. And he also had a save right after the penalty, uh, you know, the, the rebound. There's been some questions about the goalkeeping situation at Kaur. He went back to Norway for some f- uh, some family matter or something. It's not been disclosed. It's not, none of our business, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the sort of the backup goalkeeper has been playing once in a while. And there's been some talk that, okay, maybe this is, you know, this is the backup should be given the chance because it hasn't always been rosy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with this new Norwegian goalkeeper. But he's really stepped up and, and had a you know had a fantastic game against FO, but then then he had that drop against Vikingur, which uh, happens with with players, but it it's it was so it was, I think there was a bit of belief with Kawar, you know, being at home uh, again. The pitch is nice again. The pitch is, is really up to a great standard. Mm-hmm. So I think there was some hope that we could we could tease Vikingur a bit more than we did. Uh, but it wasn't really the case. I think it's still this in my opinion, it's still this uh, going forward that we're not as strong as we maybe should be. Uh, Christian Florki scored the penalty against uh, against Vikingur, the consolation goal, and that's his third or fourth goal this season. He's had some injuries last season, and he's 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 not really gotten going with Kawad as this goal scorer that maybe we were hoping he would be. And so far this season, it's not really happened either. 
I think it's a it's not laying it all on his shoulders. That's unfair. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah. I think there that I think it's sort of indicative about where Kawada are at the moment that our big number nine has only scored three or four goals in, in the league. Mm. So you think that they could potentially be further up in the up in the tail? I mean, there's an 11 point gap between Bradablick and Kawar. <laughs> if some of the some of your players were maybe scoring scoring more goals, or he was scoring scoring more goals, that's um that's really interesting. I mean, we've conceded as many goals as Bradablick, but we've scored half of the amount of goals they have. They've they've scored 34 goals. We've scored 17. Uh, so I think that's <laughs> yeah, that's a big disparity for sure. Yeah, and of course, Flokia shouldn't be scoring those 17 goals by himself. That that would be. I don't think we would still be in the league if he'd score 20 sure. goals. Uh, sure, so. sure. <laughs> so, like I said, it's not all all on him, but it's. I think it's a little bit indicative that that it just speaks to the rest of the team. But but it was nice to see, you know, for the for the goal against FO that it was uh Luke Ray with his first goal, mm-hmm. which was absolutely fantastic to see. He's he's had some substitutions. He came on against uh Haukau the week before and did almost the exact the exact same thing, basically the exact same move, and it hit the I think the goalkeeper put it onto the bar. So it was nice to see that it this it it came off and he's he's doing really well. But yeah, then 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 he's he's back on the bench for the Vikinger game and, and couldn't rescue it in the end. Yeah. I guess to kind of put a bow on on Cowher, you know, we were just a couple months ago, we were ha- you and I were sitting here having the discussion like are they going down? Like what is going on? <laughs> like where where is this team? Like they haven't shown up yet. And yeah, to your credit, you know, you kind of preached patience uh and here they are. I mean, they've really climbed the table over the last month month or two and uh are sitting pretty in fourth place but it it is a really tight table i mean uh, from fourth place all the way even down to 11th 12th you know it's not a huge points gap and and all these teams seem to be beating each other up so we'll we'll kind of move into to fao now a little bit they lost uh that that game to Kaur, and then this last weekend they lost to filkir which I don't even. That game was incredible. <laughs> ridiculous, completely ridiculous. Two really sloppy mistakes defensively in the first half to give Filka a two nothing. Well, it was two one at halftime because David Snare scored to 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 give FAO a, a goal back, and then uh, they spent the whole second half trying to equalize, which. I don't know. I was frustrated watching that game for sure. I think um, I think we probably should have done a little bit better there. And then, yeah, in stoppage time to give away two goals like that, just, I mean, you could see what we were trying to do. We were trying to put guys forward to try to get the goal to win the game, right? Which left us, you know, a little empty handed at the back and Filker took advantage of that. But even so, it's, it's disappointing. So do you want to hear something uh, a bit funny? Do you, do you remember the last time you you played the Filkir this season? The first time you played them? Yes, I do actually. I think it was the reverse scoreline, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, they won four two, and they they scored the last two goals in the eighty second and eighty seventh minute. <laughs> it's like a replica. Yeah, that was like back in like week uh, like three or four, right? It was in April. Yeah, yeah. The end of April. <laughs> and it was the same scoreline. So we've 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 dropped both games against Filkir this year. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's it's frustrating, but on the same hand, you know we've we've been playing a very young team. Perhaps this is one of those times where that maybe inexperience comes into play a little bit. I don't I don't want to blame it on that, um, but yeah, the, the manager he was he was not a happy camper. I think you saw 
maybe his post game interview. I didn't get a chance to catch that, but you, know, you, sh- you shot me a message saying he was not happy. No, uh, he he didn't give Filker a lot of credit. He <laughs> he, <laughs> he he felt it was very much uh, his team lost rather than F- than Filker won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't was not happy. And then uh, he got some questions about the transfer market, and he shut those questions right down. <laughs> it's like that's not my, uh, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about winning football games, which we're not very good at at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which obviously. We're, we're under a little bit of a transfer ban, I guess. Um, so there's not going to be too many new players, except for maybe one that I think we're going to talk about here uh, in our transfer section a little bit later. So, yeah, FL sitting in fifth on 21 points, but uh, Stjarnin is about to hop us if they keep this result today. They're going to slide into fifth, and, and FL will move down. Everybody will move down. So Stjarnin into the top half of the table. It's crazy. I can... <laughs> I can hardly believe it, and so maybe that's a good transition to to talk about them. I mean, what what from your angle? What do you think they've done to really kind of turn their season around? I mean, I think we've been saying it all all season. It's a it's a really young team. It's they mm-hmm. they changed their manager pretty early on. We thought it maybe was, or I thought it was maybe a bit early uh, to change to change that change Gusti with Jurgut. But and I mean, it's not been an immediate change they've still struggled they've still had some had some results where maybe they they've been the, not maybe the most the happiest with the results but uh they have some really talented players that's just you know this is not a team that should be they shouldn't be fighting relegation and i mean it's still super tight and if they went again like you said if they went against from uh, which it looks like they might it's half time now they're in the top half and i think they'll be sort of bouncing in and around that I'm, I'm not confident enough in them in saying that they're gonna finish top six. It's they're just too. They're still a bit too raw. I think I think that's not gonna change the season. They're still gonna lose, go in a losing run of one or two games. They're they're gonna go in a winning run of one or two games. It's uh, yeah. And losing Isak, uh, we'll see. They've not since since he left. It's it's been all it's been all uh, it's been fantastic. <laughs> you know that win against Valur and everything, but. Um, it is a big loss. He's he's been the bread and butter of everything they do. Yeah, I think we I think somebody we have to mention is uh, is Igor Taran. He uh, he had a really good campaign with the under 19s. One goal in particular, I think, went uh, maybe a little viral at least amongst the <laughs> all the Iceland fans uh, for sure. He's really kind of coming into his own, and I think perhaps now that uh, Isak Andre has left. Uh, he's going to be able to step out of that shadow a little bit uh, and and into the into the spotlight first yarn. And I think he's I mean, he's got the goal tonight uh, for them right now. And, and uh, you know, just really impressive. We've talked about him a couple different times on our show already. Um, but now I think he's going to become kind of the face of this team now that uh, Isak is gone. I mean, do you agree with that? For sure, I, mean, I think he was being a bit underappreciated uh, with Isak there, just because it's it's hard not to talk about Isak Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Akert has been has been really impressive. He's and yeah, the U19 campaign where he just dragged Iceland to a draw against Norway uh, with that messy like performance. Oh, yeah. Michael, uh, if you haven't seen it, you should go look it up because yeah, he he like slaloms through like <laughs> like the whole team and then he goes and score and puts <laughs> away the finish. I mean, it's it's brilliant. No, it's amazing and it's. The question is now whether they can keep hold of him in the summer. 
maybe he chooses to stay this this summer you know it looks like he's getting a lot of attention a lot of love from the fans and from the club so and he's still very young so if you're playing with the under under 19s maybe you can stay a little bit longer in iceland but uh he is not long for this league i don't think uh so we need to enjoy every every game we have with him would you so for anybody who's interested in like following a team from from iceland and maybe has an affinity for clubs that tend to like to develop players and and you know play a lot of young players and and then kind of sell them on i mean i guess the club in my head that you could compare it to for maybe like the premier league would be like southampton you think that's kind of a accurate statement uh, yeah you could you could make that argument i think it's jordan of they're in a it's also important to look at the the way that Reykjavik is built up. I know Stjarnan fans will say it. No, it's not Reykjavik. It's Karlovet, but it's it's Reykjavik. It's yeah. It's not that big of a city that we can uh, start breaking it up into f- different boroughs. Uh, sure. It's a it's an area of Reykjavik that has a lot of young families, a lot of kids. It's a it's something that other like Kawer and, and other maybe clubs have struggled with a little bit because it's they've not been getting as many of the youth players. Uh, as maybe they would have wanted. So I think with Sociarnan and and, and uh, Bredablik are two teams that have really benefited from, to be honest, is where they're located in the city. They're, they're, there's a lot of these young families with a lot of kids, and mm-hmm. then just it's it's a very short uh, short walk to get to the, these uh, these stadiums. It's easy to train, and it's, it, I think it's uh, it's definitely helping them a lot. And they're doing something well. It's not just numbers. <laughs> Obviously, it's not just the fact that they're they're lucky with where they are. They're doing yeah. something really well. Both both uh, both clubs. And yeah. no, I think that's a fair comparison. They're they're exciting. That they're also playing you know fun football. That they're not just sitting back and uh, waiting for the other team. They've they're scoring goals. They're conceding a lot of goals. If you if your heart can handle that, yeah. as a fan, then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. definitely fun team to watch. All right, we'll leave Stjarn in there and and let's uh, let's move to Kawa. Probably one of the bigger shocks. I, I think both you and I expected. You can correct me. On, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, anyways, Kawa. I, I thought they would be the first to to be bounced out of Europe, uh, but they were not. They they have made it into the next round. I, I was surprised by that. They had not been playing well in the league. I think they they dropped. They had dropped down as low as maybe ninth or tenth in the league. Uh, just a string of of not good results, did not look like they were playing well. And so, you know, for them to to come out of their first round in Europe uh, and, and moving on, I think is, I think it's impressive. For sure. No, no, I, I think that's very fair to say that that uh, not many people expected them to, to, to survive that. Now there's even people saying that oh their favorites going into going into the next round uh, that might be a bit. <laughs> I think people might be on the Kawa train a little bit too much. I don't. They, they definitely have a chance, but uh, you know against Dundalk. But it's, it's you know they're especially because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they played Shamrock Rovers and Shamrock Rovers beat them. No, sorry, Dundalk beat uh, Shamrock Rovers. Uh, just just the other day so it's oh so yeah it was the opposite so okay so ignore my point completely so it's actually it's gonna be uh it's the opposite is true it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a tough game because this if you take from that result and i think i was reading some people on twitter yeah now now I'm, now it's clicking in my head a bit more <laughs> people on twitter were saying that this is you know this was a a strong shamrock rovers team that that they beat so it's it's 
judging by that purely, this Dundalk team is going to be a bigger challenge than Shamrock. Um, so it won't be a cakewalk for them at all. Uh, but you never know. They see it, they've completely turned their season around. So you never know. Maybe maybe they can take this uh, into Europe, this form. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at some of their recent results. So they've actually got the double recently over Shamrock. They beat them in the league and in the cup. They knocked them out of the cup mm. uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to be really interesting. In terms of like league performance, like Vikinger, they just kind of had like a weird month um, where they. There was a stretch where they didn't really play a lot of games, and then this last match day, they they came back and and pulled a four three win over Keflavik, <laughs> uh, which uh, was a very entertaining game, a, a much needed win, I think. But yeah, this form that they've kind of found in Europe, do you think it's gonna carry over into the league now? Yeah, like you said, they haven't played. That was the first game they'd played in the league since the twenty eighth of June. That they played this week so it's yeah i mean to call it form maybe i was a bit <laughs> a bit rushed to call it form they had they yeah. barely played enough to, to call it any sort of form <laughs> but uh three three wins in a row i guess including the europe it's uh it's a something but i mean before the break they lost uh you know they lost against stjartan really heavily they lost against kawar ibevaf you know they beat filkit but you know they, they were really struggling before this break and but now hopefully maybe it's the other way around like it wasn't filkit for viking or sorry yeah. Where maybe they could, uh, they've had a bit of a struggle since since the restart. Yeah. Maybe they can take it. They have Kao, they have Hauko this Sunday. Um, but then, you know, then, then they have two huge, huge games against Valor and Bredeblik. Uh So I don't know. It depends a lot. But they've, they've had some reinforcements, pretty big reinforcements. So uh, maybe that'll help them. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to get to that with, uh, we're, we're starting to get a little short on time. So I'm going to, I'm going to move off of, of Kawa. We'll touch back on their transfers here in a, in a second, but I want to touch briefly on the other teams in the league. So I don't know how much time we really need to spend on on Haukau and E.B. Vuff. Both teams are kind of mid-table, and they've kind of been yo-yo. I think we mentioned earlier that Haukau had a, a really good result against Bredeblik, uh in in the derby there, which that was that was such a fun game to watch. I, I was... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They got the double over over Bradeblick this season, which was just wild. And then Ibivuf, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to get a read on them. I mean, it's tough to play. They're tough to play at home. We've mentioned that before. They're up into ninth right now, but it's like it's super tight, right? They have 17 points. From is on 14, you know. So that's just a one game. You know, it's really just a one game gap. They've just kind of been yo-yo, just like like how cow. No, I mean you don't see them. They they have some tough, huge games coming up. They vegan good away, and then you know FA away as well with Stjarnan at home, sandwich in between that. It's yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think I would say they're not saying they're gonna. You know, it's just, it's still such a tight league. You never know one win, and then they're in and they're in top six all of a sudden. But I could definitely see them starting to get trapped there in the bottom six. Yeah, and then we'll see see how they do. Yeah, once it separates for sure. Filker from and Keflavik. I don't know how much. Yeah, Keflavik are in trouble. It's they can't buy a win. It's just yeah. like they had. They've had good results. They've had some interesting results. You know, they had that game against uh, Viking Good where they were very annoyed to to lose. Yeah, lose at the very end with you know they called it a dive. Um, <laughs> at the very end, you know they've they were on, maybe they they'd be unfortunate to to lose against Kawa, but yeah. Well, they, so they got a draw. That's six goals against. 
but it felt like a loss. They got drawn in that game against BK. Yes, yeah, exactly. So you're completely right. So yeah, but it felt like a loss. Yeah, sorry, they lose those two points. Yeah, uh, they they thought they finally got a win at home against the the, the champion, you know, elects and to lose it towards the end. But they've scored six goals against Vikingur and Kawa, mm-hmm. and neither of them ended in. They only got one point out of both those games combined. It's uh, brutal. They can't they can't buy a win at the moment, but they have Fo and Haukau coming up, so maybe. But I mean, if they can't win either of those two, I think it's yeah. I mean, they're not coming. They're not top six. Let's say, let's say like that. Yeah, that that Fo game I think is a big game for both teams. I think Fo wants to turn their form around, and I think Kefovic is in desperate need of the points. So that's going to be it's going to be an exciting game. Um, from what do you think they're still in with the shout or do you think they're it's starting to kind of slip away for them and looking at their last five games it looks like they've only got one win the rest are all losses yeah i think it's i think it might get a bit difficult for them unfortunately um we'll see how it goes once it splits but i mean they still have to play vikingur kauer they're playing starter now and kawa uh you know i'm not sure there's enough points there to drag them into the top six uh even even if they go on a run but it's they're not playing terribly they just can't it's a bit like there's one nils the last three games have been one nil losses against ibivaf predeblik and valur um they're just i don't know they can't seem to get the last bit of luck, unfortunately, and Fylkir, it's yeah, it's a bit the same. They've they had a good run, I think, before before the break, and now they just uh, a lot of a lot of losses. They had you know they had that they had that insane win against Fo. Maybe maybe well, that'll be a resurgence for them. But uh, <laughs> it's also they've also gone through a bit of a horrific run. Yeah. All right. Let's um with our our time remaining, let's let's briefly talk about some of these transfers. Um, so the transfer window is open now. And uh, yeah, there's been some there's been some big moves, and I think you might have a better read on this than I do. So I'm I'm actually going to kind of step aside and, and and more or less let you take it away. <laughs> All right, I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see also with Europe. Uh, so Kawa have signed have signed a Faroese international, Johan Simon Edmondson. I'm probably butchering that name. It's uh, a huge it's, it's signing. It's not the same pronunciation. Yeah. It's in, it's incredible, you know. He was in the last club he was in was in Beveren, but he's been played with. I mean, uh, Armenia Bielefeld. He's he's been on contract with you know Newcastle and Denmark and Norway, and he's only thirty two. So it's not like they're getting a a thirty eight year old or something like that. It's it's uh, he's still he was being linked to Blake as well, and, uh, and they they say that he might even play against Dundalk on on the Thursday. I, I don't know exactly how the registration rules are and all that, but. Uh, That'll be super interesting to see if, if he can if he can uh, yeah be the one because I mean they have some good strikers they've been scoring good goals they signed uh, Daniel Hofstens on on back on a new contract and uh, maybe they maybe this is the push they need and on the other side Viking out of Europe does this mean they're gonna be starting to sell or loan out some players they've said that Arnaborg Guðonsson is is available for for loan. Uh, maybe some more people people will be going out because they signed Aron Elis in the in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is uh, too big of a squad to 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 keep with just the league and and cup. Uh, Breda, the other thing is like Breda Blake, They lost Stefan Inki, who's I think he's still the top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's gone. But he's gone to Belgium, right? Yep. Uh, the first division. Yep. Um, so that's a huge loss. Uh, they, like I said, they were linked to Jon Sidem Simon, but didn't get that. They've they've openly said that there's a gap in the squad. They have Oliver Christensen, the 
the sporting director looking into the issue they're saying they, they're looking into the matter so hopefully they can they can get that and then it's you know the middle of the middle of the pack fo isn't a transfer ban but they said after the 50 game they said that they're going to send in some papers to the authorities this week i think they're really hoping to uh, to to get out of that i mean the transfer ban is i think we mentioned at some point it's due to some unpaid wages to a, a danish player that they had uh before mm. which was yeah. obviously not not something we approve of you should pay your players yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah. But uh, they've been linked to some players, including Greta Knight from Kauer. So if, if it opens for them, then that's something I think they'll definitely look into, especially with Ulvur August uh, being headed stateside for, for university now in the next few days, weeks. I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly the timeline, but I think it's sometime in August. Yeah, it, it must be. I, I've, uh, I've ha- I have some experience in the college soccer world. And yeah, most, uh, most players start reporting here in the next a uh, couple weeks because the season is is uh, in the fall here. Mm. So yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna come in already fit. So I, I think that'll be positive for whatever whatever university he's going to. It's a that's a big loss for FL. I think uh, he's he's played very well for us this season, and and I'll be sad to see him go. I just wanted to say quickly on um, on Edmondson. I remember it was it was really recently, maybe only a year or two ago, when Bielefeld was in the Bundesliga and. And Edmondson, he was like all the rage. <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he was he was scoring goals in, in in the Bundesliga, and people were really high on him. I, I think he had, I think he had one goal that was like just completely absurd. I, I I seem to remember something's jogging my brain that you know it was like out of this world goal uh, for Bielefeld. So that's a that's a really good signing for for Kawa. I'm excited to see how that goes. And I, I was a little surprised about. Stefan Inge, I, I thought he would go to a, I thought he could go to a better club than Patro Eisden from there. They're not even in the first division and second division in Belgium. <laughs> and, uh, and so I thought maybe he would, uh, be able to pull a move to maybe the Elsvenskin or, or I think even he could do well in, in Denmark, uh, also. So I was a little surprised to see that, but hopefully it goes well and, you know, he keeps performing well. I think. Well, I wish him all the best. I think it's one of those clubs that there's a... I don't remember if it's owned by someone, if it's like one of those group football groups or yeah. if it's... They have a lot of... They have big ambitions, but unfortunately, you've seen a lot of those big ambition clubs, especially in Belgium. Um, maybe not... It hasn't ended as well as they wanted it to. Right. Uh, big ambitions and deep pockets. Yeah. Until the pockets aren't deep anymore. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, no, of course, for sure. Hope, wish, wish him the best. Hope, hopefully, he can uh, make make a go of it in in Belgium. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so it'll be interesting to see if there's any big moves. I, some, you know, some players, some teams are missing. You know, Keblavik really want wants someone to help help them through this. They, uh, Filkir got a got a uh, a defender from Viking Good on loan. So you know, there's some movement around, and hopefully this will shake things up in the last last few rounds of the of the normal league before we get the split. Yeah, but uh, yeah, things are moving. Yeah, they are. Um, I might have missed it. Did you mention Isak Andre to Nor Shopping? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but yeah, that's um, I think that's a really good move for him. And and I'm this, the Allsvenskan is a league I I follow closely as well, and so I'm hoping that he gets some some good playing time there. Uh, but. All right, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that transfer wrap. Uh, it's good stuff, and it's always good to see players here moving on, and and hopefully, you know, they perform well and and leave a good impression 
back to the best of. It's definitely what we're looking for when we when they when they do leave the shores. So uh, we're uh, we're we're out of time. So Trigby, thanks a lot for for joining me for this episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. If anybody's interested, you can follow us at Besta English on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, I think that's it. I think that's a wrap. Yeah, definitely follow us next week for the insights into the into the game at Parken in Copenhagen. See Pre- see Pre- like overcome the 2-0 loss. Uh, it'll be a, the upset of the century. There we go. I love it. I'm so excited. It's going to be a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we'll see everybody. And uh, thanks for listening.